Brad? <laughs> Elliot, go. Go away. I'm ready whenever you are, Jeremy. Whenever you can get your household affairs in order. I don't know when that's going to happen, dude. I'm ready to roll. Look, my microphone even matches my shirt today. It does. That's quite the shirt. Is that another Amazon original? It's a, yeah, yeah, it's like a a fake Gucci, but a Bezos Gucci, a Bucci. (laughs) Bucci? Yeah, a Bezos Gucci. Oh, I got it, Brad. You're you're a bougie Gucci wearer over there. Bougie. Are we going to start this show or what? Let's start it. Let's start it, Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. (laughs) Brad, what's going on, bud? Welcome to the Brigity Bro Bobs. We're doing it. The Brigity Bro Bobs. I got a so, new microphone cover, I a new shirt that. that I'm touching with said micro that I'm touching with said microphone. Nobody wants to hear that. I could rub it on my actual chest. It might sound better. That would probably sound better, and it would look better for those who watch us on the YouTube. Folks, <laughs> remember to change your covers often, people. Yep. So look, yep. I've got. A fancy running rabbit T-shirt. Wow, I know, quite quite good. What a running look, hero! You can't tell. You can't really tell. I got sunburned today, bad. You sunscreen? Uh, I forgot. I was more concerned about bugs, so I debugged myself. So you have no bug bites. You have no small red dots. You're just entirely red. Hey, that's right. How's your running going, Jeremy? How's your last week oh, of training? Hey, look. So it's been a lot better. Not perfect, but better. I sent you a little uh, video saying, I think I did, saying how I much have said good. a video. Wow. Just got done with the run. Um, today is one of those days that just makes you so happy to get out there and run. Um, it's been a while since I've been able to get any kind of distance in and today I got a little over five miles Every single step felt fantastic The weather's beautiful. It's not hot. It's not humid These are the kind of days that you just Wish for every day. I mean this replenishes the soul. So glad I got it done Um, Makes me want to come back tomorrow. So it's a good run. Bye Saying it was good. Like, I've had some good runs. I re- All my runs, my heart and my lungs have felt good. My legs have mostly felt good outside of my right Achilles, which still, to this day, is giving me a little bit of a, like, a run for my money. But it's getting, it's getting there. I've been foam rolling quite often, not doing a whole lot of stretching because it's not good for the tendon, or for the tendon, apparently. Um, but I feel good. I don't know how many miles I got in. I might, why, is it, uh, why isn't it good for your tendon? Um, because it's inflamed and it's just a sheath, mm. like a sheath issue. Just keeps and... re-aggravating it. Yeah. yeah, it just it just reacts. Oh, it's your sheath. Something I don't know. Like that's what oh. I've look. I've watched you know, everything I can. There's doctors to diagnose these things, but they can't. Like I've had this for 25 years, Brad. That nothing outside of I'm sure a, a mild surgery, but I don't want to do that. Is it squishy? No, it's not squishy at all. Does it hurt to touch? Yes. 
Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. It hurts to touch. My like the my uh, the athletic trainer at my school. She's just like just keep doing what you're doing, but hopefully it'll get better. And if it doesn't, it'll get worse. <laughs> Sound advice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but. I'll be at like for this week, last week, I don't know. I got like 10, 12 miles in this week. I'll be at like 20, um, nothing crazy. I'm not still not doing any speed work, which puts me in a deficit for our race. That's impending. Hey, I, I count it as impending because Hey-o. I am not at all prepared for it. And we still have to talk about the points that I'm going to get. The, the well, time neither of us feel prepared for it. I'm not giving you anything. I'm yes, elderly in comparison. Brad, you have me by two years. I'm willing to go straight up. I'm not willing to concede anything. If anything, you're giving me something. Two years, Brad. That's nothing. So the difference between a 98-year-old and a 100-year-old is just nothing? I'd like to see <laughs> you say that to their face. and 100. <laughs> or the difference between a, a newborn and a two-year-old. That's right, definitely exactly. Nothing. What about you, Brad? How was your running this week? And whatnot, so forth and so on. As Gucci is my shirt. Fake Gucci. Better say fake Gucci, so I don't know how to take that. <laughs> I had a really good – I've had a really good week of running. So I got in a uh, – like almost a nine-mile run on Sunday. Yeah. Felt pretty good until I didn't. Like the wheels came off at about eight and a quarter miles. That's how it works. But that so, look, that, that's not a whole lot of struggle bus. That's all right. And then uh, had a really good – thousand meter session i did five 1k repeats with full rest at like and five flat pace or some nonsense it was ridiculous no 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 my goal i really think that i'm in probably like just maybe just under 23 shape i uh, no. see you're you're saying this and you're sandbagging on on our podcast and then you're gonna go and you're like oh look i just ran 21 43 oh i guess i had a good day just tell it how it is brad on a good day, you're going to go well sub 22. It's fine. I don't think well sub 22. I think, I think legitimately – so, 22 is well sub 22. So li- listen, when – like as a piece of advice to any piece of runner, you start with a barometer. Like yeah. you need to have some barometer if you're going to do speed training to know what type of pacing that you should be doing. Yeah, true. So in that barometer – Everybody finishes that barometer, whether it's like a 20-minute test run, a 5K, or anything else. And everybody finishes the same thing or finishes it and says the same thing. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm a little better than that. Like my, my speed work should definitely be faster than what that is. And they try to train not at their current ability, but they try to train. You and I are victims of this as bad as anybody. Uh, they try no, to train actually, at I what they perfect. think their ability is. No, Should be. If, I, if I trained at what I thought my ability would be, I would be running all my repeats at like, let's say my mile repeats would be somewhere in the 410 range. Like, <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> uh-huh. No, Brad, yes, we have to have a barometer, and yes, we have to train within ourselves, but come on. Like, you say, so oh, I'll all, be happy with so the sub-23, like but you're of, a minute and a half faster than that. All of my, like, my whoop, or my, uh, not my whoop, my stride foot pod like said when i was for the 258 that i ran it said i was in 258 shape like it's pretty much predicted every single one of my races based off of my training but five but brad 5k there's a lot more variance there you could have a really like it's a shorter race 
it's a shorter race. The fitness doesn't have to be there for a shorter race. It, and right now it tells me I'm in 24 minute 5k shape. And that is just bonkers. That's not even close. And so anyways, I did my 1k repeats, repeats. My first repeat repeat was at 733 pace. And that yeah. was the hardest repeat of this session. And then they got faster, right? And then they got faster. Yeah. I, I, I think I averaged about 722 for the remainders awesome. pace for each K. So yeah. I was, like I, I was genuinely, I was excited about the workout. I don't think 1K repeats, repeats with three minutes rest is indicative of what you can race. Like that doesn't transfer directly, but we've no. got three weeks. We do. And I think you've got to start touching the paces before you can even then race at those paces. I, I don't disagree with you, Brad. So when, what did you do on your um, recoveries? Three minutes just walking. So you walked after yeah. this is after you told me that your recovery should be a, at a run at a tempo pace. Well, it depends on what <laughs> it depends on what your workout is. That's true. Um, so look today, my run, I did 3.41 miles today, Brad. I did. Were... I did five, but I know you who's counting? Um, my last mile though was like seven, I don't even know, uh, mid sevens. Wow. Really good. And Brad, it made me think that I could probably go sub 23. And that's with taking two weeks off. That's with me not putting in a whole lot of mileage the last, like, so I took two weeks off. And then these next, these past two weeks, I've run like nothing. Well, that last week and this week coming up that we're in right now. So basically you, you basically peaked for today. For today. Yeah. You've tapered tapered up to today. That's right. (laughs) Look, I, I was hoping you wouldn't catch on to that. Um, but <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. My first two miles was like, my first mile was like nine thirty. My second mile was eight fifty eight, And then I was like, ah, I feel pretty good. My Achilles feels okay. Seven, like mid seven. I was nice. like, That's really good. I, was like, I shouldn't have told you that so that I can come out and like surprise you by when you take it out. I just live right there on your shoulder, like whispering sweet nothings in your ear during the race. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I figured it would be a fair, a fair fight mm-hmm. if it was coming your way. Mm-hmm. Like it's not on Strava. Who cares about it? I don't look at my Strava right now because I'm just depressed about it. Still depressed. I don't want to look at it at all. I, and Brad, I give you kudos on all of your runs. So I don't want you to like, – like I'm doing it now so I don't have to go on and look at me. <laughs> <laughs> so right, what's your well, plan I for feel this like coming I, up week? I, my, my, say that again? What's your plan for this coming up week as far as mileage and whatnot? <laughs> like to hit somewhere around 32 to 33 miles last week was 30 and then okay. uh my goal for the week is the same as this last week one give myself some some grace and latitude like i don't like saying on sunday you have to run or saturday you have to run nine miles like yeah there's gonna be a saturday where i just feel like absolute trash and then like Basically, just struggle your way through nine miles and dig a hole for yourself that's going to take three days to get out. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Mental and physical hole for yourself. Right. Yeah. So, like, uh, I I would say for the next few weeks is to give myself some latitude and grace in each week that just every day isn't going to be great. And that's, that's okay. And I think maybe just as important or more important I've been focusing like crazy on foam rolling and mobility. So I foam think one of, is great. 
What are you doing for mobility? Uh, just like a bunch of yoga stuff that I've done in the past and going to yoga classes and Stephanie helps yogurt. me stretch yogurt. Yep. Yogurt so, but it's Greek. It's low fat. Well, that's why like, I have that every morning for breakfast mm-hmm. and then I it's, ruin it with, with granola, like the fattiest, most caloric granola there is. That's good for your poop. <laughs> I, I don't ask my poop if it's good. I just, you know, it works. <laughs> <laughs> So I I think with my mobility has been limited from not running here in the last couple of years. And I think, okay. uh, you know, like uh, I I to actually run fast, you need a level of mobility. So no. that you don't look what? like an old man doing sh- like the, the end of the marathon shuffle. Old man shuffles can be deceptively quick. Yeah, it's basically speed walking deceptively quickly i know but you know what a good running form looks like i was kira humiliated me a couple of weeks ago she goes daddy oh this is we were in hawaii and she's like this is what you look like to start every run and i looked at her and i said <laughs> holy shit yeah not only do i feel like that but i know that i look like that and that's embarrassing it and is it, embarrassing it's just a complete lack of mobility like unable to do like a full knee drive and part of it is when you're running at 10 minute pace you don't need a whole lot of mobility so but when you like you even running at 730 pace you it just feels completely different like the way that your knee drive is the way that you engage with the ground everything feels so much different than 10 minute pace so i've got a question for you how so you have a pretty high like steps per minute yeah on like almost 190 yeah yeah so when you up your pace does that increase as well not much mine does mine stay yeah i know there was a study on this and so asics came out with two different running shoes like the metaspeed sky and the metaspeed uh it's something else and it's based off of that there's two types of runners there's one that keep a cadence no matter what uh and so i i may have this inversed or reversed but it's a i think they have a like that has a lower drop uh a lower drop than the other shoe and and so some people increase their speed by just lengthening their stride but their cadence stays relatively the same no matter what pace they're going so does that mean that that person's stride no, never mind. The other person, the slower, the lower um, cadence person has a naturally longer stride, so they have to turn over more. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. Math, math. Well, I, th- I think at speed, it would essentially equal itself out. Like, there's no way when you were running 800s in college, you were running at like 170 steps per minute. No, I mean, it was probably 185, 190. Right. And so, yeah. like, so you have a super slow cadence, but the probably closer to the same stride length at slower paces. Maybe. I don't, but right. one, like I average like 170, 173. That's not super slow. It's not like there are people out there with like 150 cadence. Like, yeah, but me. I mean like 180 is kind of like the that, supposed but that's number. Debunked. That's been debunked. I, I get it. I get it. I'm just saying it's like the supposed number. 
That is the supposed. I'm like six seconds, six six strides off the supposed number seven. Okay. Whatever. Anyway. So, anyways, Asics, Asics did a big study on that and developed two pairs of shoes for their elite runners, based off of what type of how you increase speed, whether it's through stride length or, or cadence. I think that's called a money grab. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cheaper for them to just make one shoe that they say yeah, this but then fits they're like, everybody? But, but it, they're making this such a niche shoe. Like, hey, you runners out there who have a little extra moolah to spend, look, if you have a, like a high threat, a high cadence naturally, come get this shoe. This is built no, specifically there, for you. There's no and then, way. hey, look, you guys who have the longer, more powerful strides that you just look like like stallions as you're running, come and get Holy this one, right? No, so, developing two shoes is significantly more expensive. There's no way around I wonder, it. I, I wonder how much different they truly are. It's all. It's not about like the like the shape of the carbon fiber plate in it or anything. It's a, it for them. It's all about the drop. So that's not going to be – I mean, yes, it's more expensive to do that, but it's not like they're making a completely new last. Yeah, but it's still more expensive to have two different yes, foam but makers. then they're also selling twice the shoes. No, they're not. They're selling it the, – Twice. No. Hey, people I, aren't who, buying who does, both who does, pairs of who, shoes. Who does the business in this relationship between you and I? Me. Who's in the business? Who's Me. in the business? <laughs> I, I'm a teacher. I know better. <laughs> I would recommend no business make two pairs of shoes based off of stride if your singular goal is to make money. And I would say that you have to give um, options. So maybe you buy both pairs and you're like, I don't know which one I am. Let's see which one works better for me. And then you're selling four times as many shoes as you would. Nobody is buying both pairs. <laughs> I bet you somebody did. Well, dumb. But you said dumb. nobody. So what are your goals for this next week? Um, well, just to – right, so I'll be at 20 – hopefully I'll be at 20 miles by the end of the week. So I'm taking tomorrow off. Um, I'll, I'll have run five days this week. That's the ultimate goal is to get five days in, whatever that may mean. Um, so yesterday I ran four and a little bit, um, today I ran three and almost three and a half, not quite, um, tomorrow I'm taking off Friday, probably a really slow, low key three in preparation for Saturday, which I'd like to run for an hour. Whoa. And then whatever that hour gets me is what it gets me. I'm not going out there to like hard charge to try to get like six and a half or anything like that. If I get six and a two tenths, I'll be content. Um, and then just a, a so how long of a long run do you need for a 5k build well you have to go over distance i think like mm -hmm. you, you have to go over distance i don't know five miles i think would be sufficient like, that gets you a, i mean it gets you pretty pretty strong to go over three miles like two miles over so you're almost doubling that distance um, i think five miles should do it i don't know like i don't have any statistics to back me up I would think it's based off of truly what your goal is and then what you're investing into running a fat, like what is a fast 5k for you? Well, yeah, but if you're like, so if you're going out, out there to actually PR and to run the best you can, I think you have to like, you have to obviously go over distance and you have to put in, I don't even know. I want, I don't want to put a number on. I would say somewhere around 12 mile long runs. What? Yeah. Like if you, so think about it. So when you, 
think of it from this perspective. If you're going to do a workout day, you're probably going to warm up a mile. Okay. So there's one mile. You're going to okay. run at a minimum, at a minimum 5K worth of work. Okay. So now you've just finished four miles. Yeah. And then a mile cooldown. That's five miles on a workout day. Yeah, I thought so, you meant like a 12-mile run. I know. I'm saying, I'm saying so your long run would need to be at a minimum double that. Oh, I got you. Do you have to do 5K of work? Can't you do 3K of work at the paces and count on your fitness to get there from your, from, from your long run? Do you – like – so I think it's all dependent on how – like – what level of 5k you're looking to go to there's no sure. way like at an olympic level they're doing anything less than 12 miles no well that's olympic level brad those guys are putting in 100 miles a week i get it but that's just to run a 5k so yes, like the fast running you... at the the absolute pinnacle of what the human body can do i'm saying for the average person if you if you get a 5 mile run in and you want to run 21 minutes i think that's more than that's more than enough so, so a high schooler that runs 5K cross country, what would their yeah. long run be? I don't know. You tell me, Brad. We both did it. And I would say we were I, did, I never did. I never did long runs in high school. I didn't either. So my kids train like significantly. All the high school kids train significantly different than you and I did. So, one, they're just better than we were. Uh, for sure. The Two, they know what training after. is. And I think if you look at the majority of good high schoolers, but what, what somewhere... do we consider girl? So, what do we consider good as far as time goes for boys and girls? I would say a good high school runner is like a good runner for boys is sub seventeen. Like that's going to be at, for most races, that's going to be competitive. Yeah. And then for girls, I would say sub twenty. Okay. I think that's reasonable. And I think that. That's somewhere between nine to 12 mile long runs for those kids. We were both there though. We were both sub 17, 5k guys. This isn't about us, Jeremy. Did you but just you're fart? saying that you have to run 12 miles and I say you can go out and run six and be okay. Sure. I think there's some, there's, if you look at just like the overwhelming majority of runners that are running those times, they're running closer to like, Girls running somewhere 9 to 10 miles, boys running 10 to 12. So what you're saying is we're phenomenal athletes. No, I'm saying we just ran in a different time. Time is – what are you – time is time is time. Like I we get it, but training – no one trained – For 5K in, in high school on six miles a week, that doesn't change. Or six miles long runs, not a week. That would, that, that would be a little – I know, but were you saying you trained well and were a smart runner oh, in no. high school? Okay. And so but would you have been a better high school? Is 17 minutes and 17 minutes. Many people can do that off of 18 miles a week. So, but it's about maximizing your potential. But, but that's not what we're, we're, I think we're talking about two completely different things. Well, then I feel like I won the conversation. <laughs> I feel like I won the conversation. <laughs> 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 so since we're on the topic let's talk about races right like our favorite races whoop, whoop. so like favorite race distance not necessarily like the race although we can get into that but like race distance 
What's your easy, favorite? Easy. Race? Mile. Why? One, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I just watched again the World Championship 1500 meter with Josh Kerr winning in a pair of Brooks spikes, which still blows my mind. Why? Why? I don't, it just blows my mind that uh, one Josh Kerr outkicked Jakob Ingebrigtsen. Well, he did say that he wasn't feeling a hundred percent. What happened last year? Same thing. <laughs> but he had COVID <laughs> or something last year, didn't he? No, he didn't. He just got I, outkicked by right. I thought, I thought I thought something came up that he was actually ill. Or so like every year life. he's sick at World Championships. It looks like it sounds like like an excuse to me, but like that's so one. Cool. I think the fifteen hundred is a terrible Olympic distance. I understand that it's metric, all of that, but they don't then go to the 3,000 with the exception of the steeplechase. They okay, run an 800. Better. They run an 800. Because it's two laps and it's easy. And then why wouldn't you just make it a 1,600? I, I mean, it just is such a weird well, distance. Well, if you're going to make it a 1,600, make it the mile. I agree. So the but mile. The 1,500 good. So the mile is my favorite race. One, I just think it's like. The coolest metric when you think back to Roger Bannister breaking the sub four minute mile, uh, the barrier. It's like every elite level runner, like that is the barometer, is yeah. four minute miles. It's still like the uh, like king of the hill in high school. If you're breaking four minute miles in high school, which seems to be becoming a more regular occurrence, oh, yeah, but, but it's even still, still, it's still you know at most say two people a year. Like, it is an unbelievable benchmark. And then everybody relates to the mile. So you can say uh, Iliad Kipchoge just ran 158 for a marathon. And they go, that sounds really fast. What is that per mile? That's true. Like everybody wants to run it down to a mile but, because wait, everybody, everybody has run a mile four ah. time at some point in their life. And so when you say sub four minute mile, that resonates with people. Like it, it is. Does. A... But I beg to differ that everybody wants to know what that is per mile. I think everybody wants to know what it is per mile in America. But if you oh, were to go I, ask, I, I get it. What yeah. is it per kilometer? Okay, fair, fair. Yeah, but you're right. Like we and, as Americans, and let's we do let's recognize let's recognize that this is international. So that's a fair point. <laughs> Right. That's right. I mean, eventually, maybe we'll get even bigger over there than we are over here, and that's—I mean, it's, it's feasible. <laughs> um, no, you're right. The, the, and the miles, like, just like a—it's a match of toughness. Like, it uh, miles sucks. Like when you get into it, that third lap into the fourth lap, that like that is brutal. Yeah, it's just about seeing how like how just tough you are. So I think because of that, with all the barometers, including um, like it just resonates at every race. You tell somebody, you know, like, oh, this kid's unbelievable. He just ran a 147, 800. And you still have to do the, you still have to do the math to a mile to understand how fucking yeah. fast that is. Yeah. Well, so, as you say 800, people are like, well, how many laps is that? And then you say it's a half mile, although it's not technically a half mile. They're like, right. oh, that's. Uh, that's a four-minute pace. That's good. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the barometer of everything. I think it's easily, you know, like really at any of those distances, the 1,500, 1,600, or the mile, it seems like they're always the hallmark races with like 
like the uh, Hall of Fame of world-class runners. So when we're talking about our favorite races, is this your favorite race to watch, to run? Is it both? I would say both. I was terrible at the at running the 1600 or the mile. So, but it was still like, if and you gave me the choice, yeah. If you gave me the choice, you know, like pretty much every high school runner says that they want to run the 1600, even if they're better at the 3200. No. Yes. See, this is where I come in. My favorite race is the 800. Cause that's so what is I it get. your favorite to race, watch everything? All of it. Yes. Like the 800, because it still does suck. And it is about toughness. Um, that last lap, you know, the last 200 in particular is just like your legs lock up on you and you're like running backwards and you still have, you know, hundred meters to go. And it feels like it's, you know, six and a half hours away. Um, but it's just like, it's quick. It's, like you get it in, you get it out. It's fast. It's more speed oriented than the mile. Although I think the mile is like the best combination of both at yeah. our level. Like now when you get to like the higher levels, I think like the 5k is more of the best combination of both. Like you have to be exceptionally fast and strong yep. to run yep. a really good 5k. But for most people, most people, including us, Brad, although we are phenomenal athletes, um, the mile is that. So I'm giving you that, but I think the 800 is more speed and I just like love it. I love going okay. out and just like crushing and cranking down and seeing who, who's got the speed and who's got the heart to maintain that speed for as long as you can. So of the races that we would run with some regularity now, 5K to a marathon, what's your favorite? 10 mile. 10 mile? Yeah. 10 mile. Okay. Um, I've not done many of them. I've done like four of them. But it's one of those races where if you're reasonably fit, you can go out and do it without doing a ton of mileage. Yep. Um, but the more mileage you do, the better you can get at it as well. Um, and it's, it's not that traditional, like half marathon, marathon distance. And it's the 10, uh, let me tell you my least favorite race out of all of those, the 10 K fuck the 10 K that 10 K wow. like, yeah. for, forget hot about it. Take. Like, that, that is awful. That race hot take. The 10K is the worst. Like who even thought of that? That's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. But the 10 miler, like it's not as intense as a 10K is. Um, and it's just a cool race, man. I just really enjoy it. You get out there, you, you show what you've got. A little bit of speed is in there because you have to be able to maintain whatever, whatever mile, you know, pace you want to do. Um, but yeah, so that's my, that's my favorite race distance out of the ones post-collegially. Although my favorite race I've done post-collegially is the, is the uh, Marine Corps Marathon. Mm. Okay. Even though I didn't run well there. All right. I would say probably a 5K. 5Ks are cool. 5Ks are fun. I I like that you get like a a really broad spectrum of people. Yeah. Like inevitably it tends to be people's first races. Um, You don't have to be in that great a shape to just finish. Nope. Uh, To run them well. I think is super fun and, and challenging it's hard too. Yeah, it's and really cha- cool, right. it's fun. It's a fun hard versus that 10 K, which is just like, it just never ball. ends the misery in a 10 K. Dude, It just doesn't because yeah. you're going out and you're not running much slower than you do for your 5k per mile. Like if, if, you're, you, if, yeah, you're, if you're in good shape, sure. Yeah. If you're good in shape, but you're just not, um, no, the 5k is fun. Like because the first mile takes care of itself. Like you just go out and you you're don't get really swept up in the moment. Yeah, that's it. 
And you really only have to concentrate on that second mile in order to run a good 5K, right? You go out the first mile, let it take care of itself. That second mile, you're like, oh, this sucks, but I'm going to push, push, push. And then the third mile, you're like, I'm only a mile out. Like, I can just go ahead and, like, finish strong. Um, it's a lot of fun. Good, good pick, Brad. Good pick. I mean, I think on both, I pretty much won both of those, even though they weren't arguments. That I'm basically three for three today. You just went from both to three. I know, but like the last two I won, and then I remember that I won our first conversation as well. <laughs> and I won, I won the training in for the week. So that's four for four. What do you mean? How is training it's a clean for the week sweep. a win? I think did that you, I did pretty good. I had the thousand repeats. You had no workouts. I had more mileage. I'm not hurt. In every, category, every empirical way to measure it, I won the week. I would say I toughed it out better than you did. My goals for the next week were better than yours. <laughs> all right let's get to the meat and potatoes jeremy i love bucket list potatoes. time bucket list whoop, whoop. bucket list time top bucket list five bucket list runs that we want to do okay um now look i did not rank them but I'm ranking them now. And this is, um, this is um, just on the, on the whim. All well, right, then, then so I'll, since, you're, since you're prepared for it, um, Brad, we're going from five to one. Five to one. So like you told me we were gonna do for our top 10 tips. Yeah, but now I'm sticking to it. Th that's right. Cause I'm I realized you learned, that- You learned from your mistake. I'm, I'm trying to get, I didn't make a mistake. I won that <laughs> argument. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go first. Number five on Bradford Lang's bucket list. Okay. Chicago Marathon. Okay. Chicago oh, Marathon. So we might one, have an overlap. One, it's not, it's not like the hardest race to qualify for. So the so timing Standard Timing for standard for both you and I is 320 still. Both? Even though I'm 42? Yep. Wow. So it's, okay. I think it's, it's more attainable than Boston. Yeah. It's a world Edward major. Minor 310. Yep. It's a world major in one of my favorite cities. Never been. It's I'd a, love to go. It's a big, fast race. It's known for being a super fast course. I think there's just a literally a few feet of elevation change. Yeah. And uh and most of that comes like right before the last turn. I think okay. it's just literally like a speed bump that you run over. That's nice. Yeah. So that is easily number five. Like I don't think it's the sexiest race out there. I just think it that it, like the resin the race in totality resonates with me that it's more accessible. It's a huge, huge race. In an it awesome is. city. It's also pricey. Like these big it marathons, expensive. They, these big marathons, they get up there. So uh, like I saw, just, I did a, go just ahead. So you know, I've registered for, qualified for, and paid for Chicago. <laughs> the exact same, this around, I, it was with the same qualifier that I qualified for Boston with, that I did the exact same thing. And I ran neither. Uh, yeah, it's two. Uh, I, I I clocked it at two hundred thirty bucks. 
Um, cause not, in, not including like hotel all the other nothing, yeah. that you have to do. Um, I will say Chicago is a relatively cheap city to stay. I have not been, I really want to go, but also it'd be really cool to run into Kafuzi, right? Like he's there. I mean, Big time. celebrity. Yep. So if, Hey, look, listen, if you're listening, Kafuzi, I mean, we're I'm blowing sure up. Is. Yeah. We're blowing up. Come on, come on. If he's not listening this week, he's going to listen, and we're going to have to refer him back to this. So I'm going to mark it. Okay. Look, <laughs> sounds good. We need All to, right. like, can we tag him, like, as we sure. post it? Yep. Let's What's your it. number five, Jeremy? Um, Big Sur. Big I've Sur. Never, I've never been to the West Coast, and I think just running along the Pacific Ocean would be, like, the coolest experience in the world, like just the cliffs and all that stuff, relatively big race. Um, you know, I just really want to do it. Uh, one of these days I will. Um, so that's my number five. It's just like how cool, you know, I'm, I'm used to the Atlantic ocean and I'm sure the water doesn't look a whole ton different, but the atmosphere and the climate and all that stuff is way different than where I am right now. Um, and you know, I, I, from what I understand, you get to see some like big redwoods and stuff. Like, I'm all about that. Like, bring that on. So any time qualifying standards, sir? Um, It's not. There is no time qualifying. There might be. I didn't get that far into it. It's a a lottery. I know that there's none. Oh. It sells out fast. It does. Um, It's random drawing lottery, which is, I think, for a big race like that, it's fair enough. When you have, you know, 30, 40, 50, 70,000 people and you're only taking uh, 10,000, like, you have to do something, right? So it's a relatively slow race, though. Yeah, it's like, not. You're not, not going there fast to run fast. Course. Yeah, um, you're not going there to run fast. But um, and it's it's again, it's pricey. Like the big races are they're headed at two sixty five, which is again for people who are on a budget that it's a big chunk of change for a lot of us. And it's so. an expensive area of the country to stay. Oh, I'm not worried about that. I'll just Brad, you introduced me and to get there too. What's that website? Rio to Brazil or Rio to Rome? Rome, Rome to Rio, I think it is. That look. I'll take buses. That'll be cheap. And then I'll run the race and then I'll hop back on a bus. <laughs> All right. Well, let's there. save it. Save it. We've got that as part of our upcoming episodes. Sorry. Sorry. You're right. Got ahead of myself. Yep. I didn't realize. Number, number four, four for right? me. Number four. I think this one might blow your pants off and this might win the whole damn thing. Okay. So I would say between our two number fives i'm gonna call it a draw i'm gonna give you one that's a draw you didn't win but you didn't lose okay all right number four thanks brad (laughs) (laughs) i guess i can sleep well tonight (laughs) i didn't lose all of it yeah number four (laughs) the great wall marathon dude everybody puts that on there that is so cliche it is cliche i don't want to hear it no Five thousand over five thousand steps involved. What a destination! It is. That's really cool. I didn't put it on there because it was cliche, and I just assumed that you were boring and you would put it on your list. Winner. What? What? <laughs> so one. There's there's no like time entries. It's known as a super slow marathon. For the half marathon, you run the entire Great Wall once. For the full the marathon. Yep. You don't run the entire Great Wall, Brad. The whole damn thing. You run right <laughs> you across not. China. You run the entire way across China. For half a marathon. <laughs> Man, I thought China was bigger than that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, population density is just out of this world right there. So for the marathon, you run it, you go 
across it once, you right run somewhere else and then back. <laughs> Jeez, five <laughs> five thousand plus steps. So, but one getting there, like the race entry, isn't that bad. It's a couple of hundred bucks. Getting there, super expensive. Yep. Staying there, super expensive. I mean, how about getting to the to the wall? Is there like, is it set up? Because I know some races are like way out there, and it's really hard. To, yeah, like, yeah, you have to get on a bus and then a tram and then hike and do all that stuff. But um, yeah, don't know, don't know, don't know. But that's a good look. Ultimately, would that be a really cool race to do? Sure, I think that would be a ton of fun. Um, but it's cliche, so I didn't want to go there. So I think it's I'm going to win this list, one, Jeremy. All right, I think go I'm ahead. Win this one. Give it to me. Give it to me. Hood to coast relay race. In, is that in Washington or Oregon? Yeah. Oregon, Portland. And so Portland, it doesn't start in Portland. Portland. Okay. So it goes from Providence, Hood, whatever, uh, to the coast. It's 198 miles. It is a lottery entry. It's, it sells out like it's its job. Like this race is like probably the biggest relay race that there is. And you know how we like our relay races, Brad, to have it yep. done Palmetto 200. Can I, can I just interrupt you, by the way? Yeah. I'm really disappointed. I feel like you've paid zero attention to me. We've been talking now. For 42 minutes. Now, uh-huh. once you mentioned this on the get-go, right off the rip, you mentioned it. But I've changed colors about five fucking times here for my microphone cover. Not once have you said a word about it. <laughs> not, I have not paid any attention. <laughs> Jesus. What colors have you done? I, did I see a green? <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, there's no way. I must have just missed all the first one. And I thought, wait, he made a joke about how it matches. I thought he was just making a joke then. Like, I, I really just got myself to believe. I, just, I really got myself to believe that it was always that color green. I didn't see the other one. Um, yeah. Man, that was sneaky, Brad. That was a good one. So hood to coast. Keep hood going. to coast. Um, lottery entry. Um, so it's a relay. It's a relay. Okay. Um, Six to eight people, maybe ten. I can't remember what it said, but that's part of the like part of not the. I don't want to say the issue, but the challenge of running relay races is finding people who will commit, um, who you want to run with. Um, I mean, oh, you we know, probably, we yeah, know. we we do know, Brad. We've we've done a number of Palmetto two hundreds, and we've had a number of amazing, weirdos. awesome <laughs> weirdos as teammates. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it I'm sure they like, said what, the what, same thing about us. For, for this, though, like, you have to go in with, a, like, a couple of different mindsets. Either, A, the people that you found to run that you want to run with are really fast. You go there and you try to be competitive. Although, to be competitive there, you have to be really fast. Um, yep. Or you just go to have fun. And, you like, you run what you can. And you're like, okay, so it doesn't work out. Because, inevitably, you might have to pick up a leg you didn't think you were going to do. Yep, yep. Or whatever it may be, running through the night. Like, it is exhausting like to run a relay race through the night and you don't sleep for 24, 36 hours, whatever it may be. Um, but it's just a ton of fun, man. Like they're just, this is an experience to do. If you haven't do one, um, we've actually been talking about getting back into the Palmetto perhaps. So that would be cool too. But the Hood Coast, it just sounds like a, like a, a blast. Um, a, so real hoot. A, hoot, a real hoot. Jeremy. A is real that what hoot. we would say? A hoot? Yeah. A hoot. So number three on my list. 
29029 Everesting. What the hell does that even mean? You've never heard of it? 29029. So that's, well, is that? Is it's that, the uh, same, same elevation gain of Mount Everest. Okay. So, okay. And, but so you're not putting it on Everest because you can't right, run up Everest. Right. So they put it a, uh, I think that on an average year, they do like six or eight, and they're all over the country, all over North America. So, okay. uh, like my my bucket list one would be in Whistler, BC. Oh, that sounds great. And uh, barriers to entry, they sell out in under an hour every year. Ooh. Wow. The cost, $5,495 race fee. Wow. Wow. What do you get for that? So, like, you, they, yeah, so you, you get, get to leave with a backpack. I don't I mean, so they, what do you they, they give you like uh training for it. Okay. You get your hotel, all of your meals, all of the social events. So, but how long does this event take place? I think it's two days to do everything. Wow. And so you, wow. like you stay, uh, I know the area really well because we stayed there last summer. So it's uh, so you run up and then you take the gon- like the ski gondolas down, so okay. you don't have to run down each time. And then oh, you know, like, leg, yeah. And then the, depending on where you are, like people take naps at the hotel, which is basically right out the back. It's like literally right at the foot of the mountain. Okay. So you can pace it however you want. It's just you have a time limit to finish. Uh, the full 29,000, 29 feet of climbing. And then uh, it, it, for some reason, from a bucket list perspective, I don't know if you've ever, ever, ever do this, or maybe it's just me, but like every time we're on vacation or I go somewhere and I see some like incredible climb, I always go, I wonder how hard that would be to just oh, like, I do it all I, the time. <clears throat> I wonder if I could run up that and how much it would hurt. Yeah, especially like running – like when you're just driving up a hill and you hit like yep. your car, like yeah. it has to, has to shift down to get up. You're like, ooh, this would be a good one to run up. <laughs> yeah, and so because I've seen the hills, I think Whistler's awesome despite the, like the cost, everything. Like it just – like it kind of – it uh, lights a fire in my inner child where you go, I wonder if I could run up that. And then you've got to run up it, you know, like however and then 10 times get, or whatever. Yeah, you get you get three times in, you're like – uh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. And on top of all of that, it's co-owned by like one of my uh like I don't really have a desire to meet many people, but Jesse Itzler, uh I would just absolutely love to love to meet. So, and he's one of the co-owners of this. He owns uh All Day Running Company. He's a part owner of the Atlanta Hawks. Uh yeah. you know, he uh he's a he does ultra races all the time. His wife is the owner of Spanx. Oh wow! Uh, and she's Something a co-owner. Yeah, she, right now. she's one of the co-owners of the Atlanta Hawks as well. He's had like a hundred, like I don't know how many. I know he used to own a private jet company. Uh, he was a rapper on MTV at one time. I think like his story is just incredible. Resonates that he like continues to do uh, stupid shit like we do. Yeah, and he shows he tries to show up to one of the twenty nine twenty nine Everesting events a year. That's cool. That sounds like a good. That sounds like a really lot of fun. I mean, I don't know. Like you said, it sells out very quickly. But geez, those people must have some pocket change to spend. Um, for I that mean, it's a bucket boy. list. I, I don't. Right? Bucket, you're right. It is. 
You're right. And it's bucket list for some people. For some. So, Mine is very much similar to that, though, Brad. Let's hear. UTMB. Ultra Tour du Mont Blanc. UTMB. Oh, boy. You and Killian Jornet. 33,000 feet of climbing in this in this bad boy. Um, there's a number of hurdles to entry on this one. Like you have to, you have to be invited. You have, well, you have to, you get invited through racing other races and golden ticket events. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it's a lottery as well. So not only, um, do you have to qualify? There's just no way to guarantee that like for the average person. Now, if you get invited, you know, if you're one of those elite elites, but if you're not invited, you get the entry, you put your entry into the lottery, and then it's like, maybe I'll be able to get in. Um, but it's just like one of those races that you do once in a lifetime, and that's what the bucket list is all about, right? Um, and I, I, I don't even know how I would even train for anything like that, nor would I even know how to get to the races that you have to get to in order to qualify. So, so it's 100 miles. It's, 100, it's over 100. I think it's a little over 100, yeah. Okay. And is it, yeah. it's typically known as, correct me if I'm wrong here, is like the most difficult and the pinnacle event for ultra marathoning. Yeah. I just worldwide, not like in the U.S. This That's is correct. Worldwide. Yeah. Although it may not be the hardest race, Barclays, I think everybody would consider is the hardest. That's a joke in comparison to UTMB. It's not a joke, Brad. Don't but it's gimmicky it in comparison it, to it was UTMB. a gimmick, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, UTMB, that's just like one day. I think I've, I, I'm not sure that my friend has run it, but I'm sure she qualified um, if she didn't. So um, it's just really cool to be able to say that you did it. Not so you have to meet like a, a super elite qualification or it's a lottery to get in. That's correct. And you have a lottery any idea the cost? Through. I do. Um, but it was it. It's not super expensive. Uh, it, it well, it's not cheap. Three. You just have to get to France. Three hundred fifty-five bucks, um, which which is really not, for an ultra is pretty good given all the aid stations and everything. Uh, well, that and it's just a huge race. I'm sure the logistics yeah. going into that thing are uh, right beyond measure. I don't. I couldn't even imagine. That becomes uh, an expensive trip, though. It does. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's part of it too. Um. So yeah, but one all day right, that's a good maybe, one. Thanks. I think I would, I, say, I would say I won. <laughs> so I'm one zero oh, and one in this right now. I, which one did I win? Oh, you no, you didn't win. We pushed on one. You said one zero oh, and one. Okay. Oh two, wait, I oh, thought the one. What? I'm two zero oh, and one. I won the Everesting. I won the no, Great Wall I, for BCMB sure. UTMB is better than Everesting. No. On sorry. any number of levels. All right. I'm hitting up my number two. Okay. New York City Marathon. Okay. Good job, Brad. So for you to qualify, 258, or you can run a 125 half. Easier. For me to qualify, 305. Or 128. Two years difference. Or 128. Two years difference, and you're getting – well, 128 is three minutes difference, but that's, that's, that's not a ton. But, geez, Louise, man. So, so I, think, I think if you look at, like, say, winning major marathons, I would argue New York City is more prestigious to win than Chicago. Yeah. 
Chicago is always fast, but just like from like old school runners, uh, you know, like uh, black and white pictures, New York City has way more history than Chicago. Oh, for sure. You've got all the bridges, all the boroughs to run through. Uh, It's typically pretty, pretty difficult standards to get into. It's a huge, huge race. Uh, You can get in off of your time. You can get in off of fundraising, or you can get in off of becoming a member of the New York Roadrunners Association. And I think you have to run like four races in a given year, and then you're you're automatically put into the oh well look that's the, the New York City one, I think. I How mean, much if you cost? if How you can make four races in New York, yeah, I, it's um, cheap. It's just getting to New York four times to run a five k or live in New York. If you, I mean, well, that's why the majority of New Yorkers like aren't running qualifying standards they've run a bunch of local races my sister-in-law um ran new york off of a lottery entry her first time entering and she got in so that was pretty cool one of my colleagues got in through um fundraising so nice um yeah he's doing all the majors he's already like three in i think he's going to berlin this uh this berlin whenever so i think i think if you look at the majority of the u.s getting to new york is probably pretty easy Mm mm-hmm like it might not be cheap, but I'm guessing it's cheaper than flying to maybe probably even the Big France Sur Marathon. Italy. Yeah. It then once you're in New York, transportation is super easy. Yep. So it's, just not, it, it's not cheap to stay in New York, but you can stay outside of New York and you're fine. Like yeah, and it, but I mean, you you can stay so far out in the mass transportation there sprawls yeah. so far. That there's like I think there's a limited number of barriers to entry if you want to run like a, a won a world major marathon, like a super prestigious event that uh, you know is I would I think is on a lot of like if you're big into marathoners like that's part of the bucket list. Oh, for sure. How could it not be? Um, and it's just a bit like New York just has its own energy. Right. Like people, like it's huge. Like when we went and watched yep. my sister-in-law, like it's just huge. Yeah. It was really cool. Really cool experience. Maybe you really want to do it. Also maybe want to move to, to uh, New York city. I don't know why, but I just really okay. want to do that. Katie won't let me. <laughs> What's your number two? She's so mean. She's so mean. <laughs> um, <laughs> Cherry Blossom 10 miler. It's kind of in my backyard. DC. No, that's, that's. Oh, that's, it's. Oh yeah. 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 That's peach. This one's in, this one's in DC. Um, okay. Peach Tree 10K, right? Yeah. Um, right, and 10 miler, it's my favorite race distance, so that's a win in my in my book. It's right in my backyard. It's a huge race, and you know you go there to run fast times. So I wouldn't want to do it if I wasn't fit. Um. So and it's so it's just, fast. I don't know that it's fast, but I would want to go there and run fast. Okay. Uh, if that makes sense. Like some of these, I wouldn't care if I ran fast or not. Um, it's just about doing it. Like Big Sur, I wouldn't care if I went out and ran, you know, four hours. You know, it's just yep. about taking in the sights and that. Whereas Cherry Blossom, it's a 10-miler, so it's not as long. Um, I've already been to D.C. a number of times, so I had to look at the sights. I just want to run fast there amongst the many, many people. Um, and, the, and, and look, this is the cheapest race by far of any we've talked about. It's only $55. Sell out? Oh, yeah, it's a lottery. So it, it sells out, like like that so you get how fast wow really fast that's quick i'm a good snapper i've been told i'm a really good snapper too way better than me oh Oh, that was a good one i just can't do it really 
No. That's pretty awful. weak. Pretty weak, yeah. So Cherry Blossom, I don't think Listen, I don't you... know that many people look at it and say that's a race I want to do, but because it's so close to where I live, like I don't see how I don't do it eventually. So maybe it after resonates we get with done you. With our, yeah, after we get done with where we're going as far as our through our marathon, maybe I can do it that year. Cool. Yeah. So New York I won that. New York City is definitely better than Oh yeah, you won that one. All right. I'll give that one to you. This but that one's more of like a personal like just I get it, that but you're that just, nobody really resonates with anything you do personally. <laughs> <laughs> so who's gonna let, let, let's just put the odds out there. Who's gonna win the number one? I am. No, I'm gonna win. I cheated. For sure. I cheated. If we picked the same thing, I'm gonna be so pissed. We didn't. All right. Say it both at the same time. All right. Three, two, one, the Olympics. The World Series. Just all of them. Yeah. <laughs> I told you I cheated. The Olympics doesn't even count. You didn't even tell me what race. <laughs> Olympics. Olympic marathon. Jesus. Huh. The Olympics. Okay, which one, man? Are you going to go? Well, you just go- went through five races. <laughs> I did. Tokyo, Boston, Berlin, London, Chicago, and New York. Like, I win. No, no. Olympics. I mean, the Olympics are great, but, like, Brad, that's, I don't think that's many. I don't think – I truly don't think that's anybody – I don't think that is 99.9% of people's bucket list anything. I don't think people would even assume that they could do that. It's your bucket list. How is that not the ultimate bucket list? Is it is, but the- I mean, that has the absolute highest like hurdle of entry or what, a barrier to entry. It, this is bucket list, not a layup. I didn't say – look, do you think doing all of the uh, one, two, three, He's- four, five, six World Series races is, is a layup? From a qualifying standard perspective, one, I wouldn't say it's a layup. But do you think that we couldn't run the times to qualify for every World Series? Yes. The we most difficult. The most difficult is Berlin. Yes, we could. Is Berlin is still sub three? I think it's two fifty five until you reach fifty. Well, I guess I'll have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Olympics just to get to the trials for the United States two eighteen. Okay, for the half, right? <laughs> 103 half qualifies you. See, that seems awfully slow. 103? I know it's not. I know it's not, but I just know a number of people who run like 106. So it's not far off. Um, Okay. So, but then you know, like getting to the Olympic trials is one thing. It's a huge, huge accomplishment. But then to reach the standards to be in the Olympics, unless you win the trials, is crazy. 208. Yeah. Oh wow, two hundred eight. That doesn't even, like, like you run. A, you go and run a two hundred eight in today's like running community and uh, society. Like you're gonna get your legs are gonna get dusted off. It's gonna get dusted off. It's just gonna be ridiculous. You're gonna look like a fool out there. Like you're just like some average Joe. What are you talking about? Two hundred eight's dumb. Oh, my God. <laughs> but look, I think I win because people aren't going to say, hey, my bucket list, the Olympics is at the top. People are going to say, I want to run the World Series. I win. No, I win. No, no. I win. 
and you get to travel all over the world to do this. Now you can still do that for the Olympics. You totally too. cheated, though. That's that's not cheating. It's five races. Well, you could say the Hood to Coast. You run like six times. That's one race, though. The World Series is a race. No, it is not. It's a race to get it all done. No. And then you combine, and then you become the champion of the World no. Series. Jeremy, there's no point in continuing the conversation. You know for a fact that I won. Brad, I don't know anything. You got one tie. I am better. You got one tie. I, UTMB is better. Big Sur is better. And Hood to Coast is better than what you've got. You had some good ones in there. They just weren't the quality of mine. They were better and than the quality. that's okay, You're right. You were right. They were better than the quality. You set Jeremy. it up, and I knocked them down. Well, listen, we'll, we'll <laughs> call the, the last piece of our episode. I'll do you a giant favor because I want to be lifting you up, not pulling you down. Okay. Well, if you're pulling me down, it means you're behind me, so that's probably where we are right now. So go ahead and pull me down all you want. No, this is – I'll give you two analogies. Okay. It's easier to pull – like if, if I'm standing on a table – and you're standing on the ground, it's easier to pull me off of the table than it is for me to pull you up. Yeah. And what's your point? I don't I'm not know on the table. What that is. You're not on the and table. I'm not on the ground. The, my other analogy is, have you ever seen this cartoon? It's uh, some people only give you the illusion of helping you. And it's a guy like there's a pit. You can see the pit that it's dug out and there's a guy like reaching up for help. And there's a guy at the top of the pit, like, lying down, trying to, like, offering to help, but they're, like, feet away. And meanwhile, like, the guy that's above the pit has a uh, ladder lying up next oh, to him. I've not seen that. <laughs> that sounds about right. So. You have, sometimes you have to make yourself feel good. If you can do it with, without the ladder, let's, let's go for that. Mm. I'm the, yeah, I'm just guy. not help. Just give the illusion of help. No, that's right. You're like, hey, I'm gonna try to help you. Grab you're off my hand. Oh, you can't because yeah. you because you're a weakling. Sorry. Catch you later. Sorry, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying to the guy at the bottom no, of the pit. <laughs> I was like, that's, like our our tra- our transitions from talking <laughs> to like see you later are that's so it. like jarring. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeremy. I think hey, that's Brett, an episode. I think that was a good episode, and you were naysaying it. You were naysaying it. I feel like it was another good idea by myself. <laughs> you did not say that, Brad. <laughs> I'm the one who said the bucket list. I'm you were such a gaslighter. Try, you're a I'm gaslighter. Trying to keep, I'm trying to keep you happy, Jeremy. Well, you're, and I feel like working. I've done my job today. Yeah, by allowing me to win this this thing, people were like, "Dang!" No, it was a push. Jer- Jeremy's Jeremy's list—that's top notch. Fire, thinking. fire. Bradford's dud, <laughs> dud. <laughs> well, Jeremy, that was a fun one. That was a good one. I like that I'm, one. I'm looking forward to catching up next week. Next week, and then we only um, have two weeks after that, and then we'll be live to. together. That's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be the best fun. So we you have to come three... and hang out with Elliot. Oh boy. I might get a hotel. <laughs> Dude, he's probably going to ask to sleep with you. He's going to want to cuddle. <laughs> three weeks and three days till the big day, Jeremy. 
I got to get myself in gear. I got I guess I should up my mileage to next week to 50. I've ordered our kits. Good. I can't wait to see our kits. I I'm pumped. I've I'm got my pumped. gift. I got my gift that I got you in Maui. You got me a gift you? in Maui. Yes. You did tell me that already. I forgot. I'm I'm looking forward. Look, I I guess I should get you a gift from Yorktown. Which is where I live. I'll go to like your Jamestown so. settlement and get you like a penny or something that has no, Jamestown on it, like stamped yeah. in it. <laughs> the massacre? No, not the Jamestown map. There are many things that happen in Jamestown besides the massacre. None of them that I know of. <laughs> Look, I live in this area. This is like the historic triangle, my dude. We can oh, go I on can't... a really cool. You can go on a really cool run uh, through the battlegrounds. I love that area. Okay. It's not far either. I'll run your legs off the day before the race. No, you won't. You're not getting here till late. Yeah. By the time time I pick you up and we get back here, it'll be dark. All right. Anyways, let's put a bow tie on this. It was a fun episode, Jeremy. As always, I laughed. I wore swag. And I won. You did not win. And as always, Brad, I love you. <laughs> Jeremy, I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. All right, my dude. Later, Catch bro. You later. See you, bro. See you, bro.